2 Kings chapter 10, verse 1 Now Ahab had seventy sons in Samaria. This shows us that Ahab had a large concubine, in addition to having Jezebel as his queen. And Jehu wrote letters and sent to Samaria unto the rulers of Jezreel, even the elders, and unto them that brought up the sons of Ahab, saying, 2. And now, as soon as this letter cometh to you, seeing your master's sons are with you, and there are with you chariots and horses, fortified cities also, and armor, look ye out the best and meetest of your master's sons, and set him on his father's throne, and fight for your master's house. 4. But they were exceedingly afraid, and said, Behold, the two kings stood not before him, how then shall we stand? Jehu has sent out letters to all of the people who are in charge of Ahab's seventy sons, and he says, Take these sons and set them up as king. This is a challenge. He's telling them, Do your best against me, because I'm coming to kill these sons. He's giving them warning, and they're saying, How can we possibly defeat Jehu? He's already killed two kings, the king of Israel and the king of Judah. 5. And he that was over the household, and he that was over the city, the elders also, and they that brought up the children, sent to Jehu, saying, We are thy servants, and will do all that thou shalt bid us. We will not make any man king. Do thou that which is good in thine eyes. They wrote back to him and said, We're not going to fight you. If you want us to kill these children, we'll kill them. 6. Then he wrote a letter the second time to them, saying, If ye be on my side, and if ye will hearken unto my voice, take ye the heads of the men of your master's sons, and come to me to Jezreel by tomorrow this time. Now the king's sons, being seventy persons, were with the great men of the city who brought them up. They were all being raised by courtiers who lived in the city. They were being raised in privileged situations. And They have promised Jehu that they'll kill these boys if Jehu wants them to. And Jehu says, yep, cut their heads off and bring their heads to me by this time tomorrow. Jehu is basically saying, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to kill you. That's why they're willing to cut the heads off of Ahab's sons. 7. And it came to pass when the letter came to them that they took the king's sons and slew them, even seventy persons, and put their heads in baskets and sent them unto him to Jezreel. He's still in Jezreel, waiting to hear from them, in the place where Jezebel died. 8. And there came a messenger and told him, saying, They have brought the heads of the king's sons. And he said, Lay ye them in two heaps at the entrance of the gate until the morning. They're to be shown as examples. This is what happens when you practice paganism. Some people would argue they shouldn't have been killed for doing nothing, but they weren't innocent. They were practicing paganism. All of these sons, no matter what their age, whether they were 8 years old or 18 years old or 28 years old, they were all pagans. 9. And it came to pass in the morning that he went out and stood and said to all the people, Ye are righteous, behold, I conspired against my master and slew him, but who smote all these? Jehu had a plot. He wanted to make sure that no one blames him for killing Ahab's sons, and that's why he has had their own keepers kill them. He told the keepers, not in so many words, I'll kill you if you don't kill Ahab's sons. And they said, sure, we'll kill his sons for you. Now he's telling the people of Israel, look, I didn't kill these sons. Their keepers killed them. So you guys are responsible for these sons' deaths, and you can't blame me. 10. Know now that there shall fall unto the earth nothing of the word of God, which the Lord spoke concerning the house of Ahab, for the Lord hath done that which he spoke by his servant Elijah. Jehu is reminding them that Elijah prophesied all of this. Therefore, it's from God. And it is from God. It is a judgment against the house of Ahab for paganism. 
11. So Jehu smote all that remained of the house of Ahab in Jezreel, and all his great men, and his familiar friends, and his priests, until there was left him none remaining. Jehu killed anyone and everyone who could possibly take revenge against him for Ahab's sake. That's why he killed all of the powerful men, anybody who could possibly ever come against him as an enemy. He's just wiping them out today and getting done with it. Paganism is very violent. To be a pagan, you have to sacrifice your children to the gods. You also have to force your children into prostitution. This includes sodomy and other forms of physical abuse. You also sacrifice animals, and there's also raping of animals because they have sexual rituals that involve animals and children. So it's child rape, animal rape. Paganism is a hideous practice. It's not nice and peaceful. 12. And he arose and departed, meaning Jehu, and went to Samaria. And as he was at the shearing house of the shepherds in the way, 13. Jehu met with the brethren of Ahaziah king of Judah, and said, Who are ye? And they answered, We are the brethren of Ahaziah, and we go down to salute the children of the king and the children of the queen. Jehu had killed Ahaziah, and these are relatives of Ahaziah, so I'm assuming he'll want to kill them as well, so that they can't try to take the crown away from him. 14 And he said, Take them alive, and they took them alive and slew them at the pit of the shearing house, even two and forty men, neither left he any of them. His servants took them alive initially, but they transported them to a pit, because he wanted to kill them at a pit to bury their bodies there. Jehu is killing 42 pagan men. 15. And when he was departed thence, he lighted on Jehonadab, the son of Rechab, coming to meet him, meaning he ran into him on the highway, and saluted him and said to him, Is thy heart right? As my heart is with thy heart? He's asking him, Are you my friend? And Jehonadab answered, It is. If it be, said Jehu, give me thy hand. Jehu says, Prove that you're my friend by shaking my hand. Because Jehu could have all kinds of enemies at this point who don't like that he took the throne and that he killed Ahaziah's sons and Ahab's sons. And he gave him his hand and he took him up into the chariot. Jehu has grabbed Jehonadab's hand and pulled him up into his own chariot. 16. And he said, Come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. So they made him ride in his chariot and go look at what he had done, the people he had killed. He probably showed him the men in the pit and he may have shown him other things. Maybe he showed him the heads that were piled up of Ahab's sons to show him this is what I've done for the Lord. I've killed these pagans and I'm taking the throne of Judah. 17. And when he came to Samaria, he smote all that remained unto Ahab in Samaria, till he had destroyed him, according to the word of the Lord which he spoke to Elijah. He's killing the rest of Ahab's family that aren't men, so this would probably mean the women. This is definitely a lot of slaughtering and a lot of death. But we have to remember the pagans did worse things. They didn't just kill people. They raped, tortured, mutilated and it was all in honor of their gods. They have been killed. Not all of the pagans, just the ones who were ruling from the king's households, pagan Israelites, not pagan pagans. 18. And Jehu gathered all the people together and said unto them, Ahab served Baal a little, but Jehu will serve him much. 19. Now therefore call unto me all the prophets of Baal, all his worshippers, 
and all his priests, let none be wanting, for I have a great sacrifice to do to Baal. Whosoever shall be wanting, he shall not live. But Jehu did it in subtlety, to the intent that he might destroy the worshippers of Baal. Jehu is telling a lie to trick them into getting killed. He is going to kill all of the Baal prophets that are causing Israel to sin and causing Israel to sacrifice their own children to Baal. He's lying, saying, I want to do a great sacrifice, so gather all the prophets for me. 20. And Jehu said, Sanctify a solemn assembly for Baal, and they proclaimed it. 21. And Jehu sent through all Israel, and all the worshippers of Baal came, so that there was not a man left that came not. Now he's going to kill not only all the prophets of Baal, but all the Israelites who worship Baal. Now all of them have murdered at least one of their children, because that's what you're supposed to do. You give Baal your firstborn. And they came into the house of Baal, and the house of Baal was filled from one end to another. They all think that this is going to be the best feast that ever was. They're shoulder to shoulder in this temple of Baal. 22. And he said unto him that was over the vestry, Bring forth vestments for all the worshippers of Baal. And he brought them forth vestments. You know, like a choir would wear robes? Well, the Baal worshippers also wear a robe that identifies them when they're worshipping. And Jehu wants the robes on them so he knows who to kill. Because anybody who refuses to wear the robe would be somebody who only worships the true God. By them putting the robes on, it shows that they're definitely Baal worshippers. Because they wouldn't do it if they weren't. This is Jehu's way of making sure that he doesn't kill anybody who's innocent. 23. And Jehu went, and Jehonadab the son of Rechab, into the house of Baal, and he said unto the worshippers of Baal, Search and look that there be here with you none of the servants of the Lord, but the worshippers of Baal only. Meaning, everybody who did not have a robe on was kicked out of the temple. 24. And they went in to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings. Now Jehu had appointed him fourscore men without, meaning eighty men are on the outside of the temple, waiting in ambush. And he said, If any of the men whom I bring into your hands escape, his life shall be for the life of him. Jehu has told these eighty warriors, Whoever of you lets a man escape from the temple, I will kill the one who let him escape. 25 And it came to pass, as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering, that Jehu said to the guard and to the captains. So he's offered animals for Baal, but it's a trick to get everybody in the right place at the right time. Jehu said to the guard and to the captains, Go in and slay them. Let none come forth. The eighty men who were on the outside of the temple, he said, Go in, kill every single person. And they smote them with the edge of the sword, and the guard and the captains cast them out, and went to the city of the house of Baal. After they killed the people that were doing the sacrifice, they threw them outside of the temple. 26 And they brought forth the pillars that were in the house of Baal, and burned them. 27 And they broke down the pillars of Baal, and broke down the house of Baal, and made it a draught house unto this day. After they hauled the dead bodies out of the temple, then they tore the temple apart. They broke the pillars that were holding the temple up, and they also broke the pillars of worship, and they tore down the temple. A draught house, I assume, would be an abandoned building that's not fit for use. 28. Thus Jehu destroyed Baal out of Israel. Jehu has done a very good thing. He's actually a man of zeal. 
Zeal is when you're gung-ho and you're like, get it done now. He wanted to obey the Lord as much as possible and as fast as possible. 29. Howbeit from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, wherewith he made Israel to sin, Jehu departed not from after them, the golden calves that were in Bethel and that were in Dan. Jehu honors the Lord for the most part, but he still doesn't get rid of the golden calves that are in Bethel and Dan. So he hasn't honored the Lord 100%. That is sin on Jehu's part. So he's not a perfectly good king. He's a lot better than Ahaziah was, but he still allows some pagan worship. 30. And the Lord said unto Jehu, Because thou hast done well in executing that which is right in mine eyes, and hast done unto the house of Ahab, according to all that was in my heart, thy sons of the fourth generation shall sit on the throne of Israel. That means that Jehu's children will reign in Israel unto his great-grandson. The next three kings of Israel are going to be from Jehu's line, and God is rewarding him with this promise because he did kill those pagan Israelites. 31. But Jehu took no heed to walk in the law of the Lord, the God of Israel. With all his heart he departed not from the sins of Jeroboam, wherewith he made Israel to sin. Jehu is a hypocrite because he killed pagans and now he is practicing paganism. He was arrogant. He has zeal and he proclaimed that he had zeal and God awarded him for killing the pagans. However, his heart isn't 100% for the Lord. He pats himself on the back for killing the pagans, but now he himself is a pagan. 32. In those days the Lord began to cut Israel short and Hazael smote them in all the borders of Israel. Hazael is the king of Aram, and the Lord is allowing the king of Aram to kill the Israelites because of their sin. Jehu started out as a good king, but now he's become a bad king because he himself is practicing some of the pagan rituals. 33. From the Jordan eastward, all the land of Gilead, the Gadites, and the Reubenites, and the Manassites, from Aror, which is by the valley of Arnon, even Gilead and Bashan. This is all the area in which Hazael the king of Aram is killing Israelites. 34. Now the rest of the acts of Jehu, and all that he did, and all his might, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? Jehu started out good and turned out bad. We can't just rest on our laurels and say, oh, because God awarded me for serving him in one area, therefore I'm excused in all of the others. We need to be wholeheartedly for the Lord, like King David was. 35. And Jehu slept with his fathers, he died, and they buried him in Samaria, and Jehoaz his son reigned in his stead. Now this is the second generation of Jehu. He'll have four generations in total on the throne. 36. And the time that Jehu reigned over Israel and Samaria was twenty and eight years. Jehu is a king of Israel. He did kill Ahaziah, but he became king of Israel instead of king of Judah. And that's why God is allowing Hazael to kill Israelites, because Jehu continued to practice paganism. So the Israelites are still practicing paganism, even though they got rid of the Baal worshippers, and they killed Jezebel, and they killed Ahab's sons. And that concludes Second Kings chapter 10.